I was laying on the couch and like the blanket had just like slipped off my shoulder a little bit. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. But now I have to think like, at least I'm not that cold. Yeah, at least I'm not in the fucking <laughs> Andes. We used to be kids. kids. Now we're not. We're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. You want to talk about how fucking cold it is down here? We could. It's really fucking cold. We should get a space heater. I know. I bought the one and then we put it in the bedroom. But I don't know what to do with the winter. Like, we've had a pretty mild winter, but um, our electric bill was like $400 last month. And this downstairs space has um, baseboard heat. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I literally have them like shut off at the breaker because it's so expensive to have the baseboard heaters. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like afraid that it's going to burn the house down if we use them. Uh, So instead, it's just cold down here. Um, But it's supposed to get like really cold next week. Yeah. No, well, we we should definitely go get a couple basic ones just to have on either side here and just leave the doors open and just have it flowing. I know. I, I know. feel like it, it's I feel like cost. it's just going to mean that our electric bill is going to be like six hundred dollars yeah. instead, and it just gets to this place of like, <clears throat> I want to throw up. Yeah. But I guess I also need to remember what was that movie that we just watched where like those guys were real fucking cold. Oh, uh, it was Society in the Snow. It's yeah. the new uh, Andy's Flight Disaster because they did the is one it that new. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's, I think it's 2023. Oh, really? It just hit Netflix. I don't know how new the release is. Yeah. Like if it's like a 2020 film that is n- just new to Netflix or whatever, but yeah. I, it it's pretty new and yeah. um and it's a foreign film, but like I felt yeah. like it wasn't too um distracting to Sometimes it's like the the overdub is like real bad. No, the dub was great. But it felt like it was really good. Yeah. And the movie was fucking brutal. Well, yeah. Um well, cuz they had the ori- the original one and I don't know if there was one before this. I don't think so. But the one with like Ethan Hawke, um, we should go back and watch that one too, just to see how close. That one was from like the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Late eighties, early nineties. Or wait, no. When was the when was it? Uh, the seventies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember when I was watching it. I was I was telling you as we were watching it. I was like, no way, because I I know the story pretty well because I've we've covered it on Time Suck. Um, but I also, one of the podcasts I listened to did a three part series on it. So I was pretty familiar with the story at this point. Um, but when, we, when we were watching it, I was like, I've looked at these photos probably a hundred times. I can't believe how exactly close they got it. And like, yeah. as I was listening to the story, be narr- like narrating as I was listening <laughs> to the story be narrated to me is that, that sounds weird. Yeah. So I was listening to the story. <laughs> the images that were in my head matched exactly the movie that just hit Netflix. Again, Society in the Snow, I'm pretty sure is what it's called. Well, and what was so sick about it, we looked it up after the movie and they literally shot it in the location of yeah, the wreckage. Yeah, that's wild, dude. So it's like you couldn't have got, and at the same time of the year, like uh-huh. you could not have gotten it more accurate. Accurate. Yeah. And it was so good, but so like just fucking gnarly. Harrowing. Um, 
but just, those guys were cold. So also I shouldn't bitch what, because it's That's what I was telling you. I was like, you know, like <laughs> I was laying on the couch and like the blanket had just like slipped off my shoulder a little bit and I was like, "Ugh." Yeah. But now I have to think like at least I'm not that cold. Yeah, at least I'm not in the fucking <laughs> Andes mountains. Like, but like we were walking around uh downtown yesterday and i remember it's like we were walking straight into wind and it was like oh that man that's biting and now no, and then we were immediately my my brain will go to at least i'm not in the andes <laughs> logan we literally felt that inside of costco and we yeah. were walking by like the fucking Jeez, could turn it up a little bit <laughs> like oh my gosh yeah I great used... yeah great film yeah I'd it was really it. good but yeah i used to fucking love the cold and i i don't know if it's like from losing weight or just living in a place that is much colder most of the like more often than back home yeah uh i just man ollie wants to like build a snowman when it snows again and there is that like movie mom part of me that wants to like yeah let's bundle up and go play in the snow and it's like yeah. i know i will be miserable the entire time counting down i do not want to be cold like that in. yeah no when i was a kid i definitely i would say winter was my favorite season because there was this expectation or hope that you'd get a snow day and i don't know there was something about it i loved the especially you know december january yeah. range as a kid now it's kind of some of my least favorite especially right after christmas i'm like okay it all it can all clear up now well and it's so cruel because like target is getting their spring yeah, stuff out they're like they're i mean everybody's doing it because all the stores are like well what's the next thing that we can really push and it's like well the fucking spring like <clears throat> um and it's like we were talking in the car about how it almost feels like christmas comes too early in the winter season uh-huh. i really need christmas to come in like early march like that's when I need Christmas to happen. Let's just invent a new holiday. So then like, yeah, it's like the, whatever it is right before spring break. And yeah. then you get to go on spring break and have a little bit of a break here. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll clear up. But I mean, we still get snow out here in like April. Hmm. It's brutal. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I'm a fall person now. I think everybody's fall. No, I know. But like, if I had to pick any of the seasons to like, if I could just live in that year round, I'd probably pick the fall. I know sp- spring would be close second now because I do. I'm just warmer weather person, but I don't want it too warm. I'm a baby. I hate it. I am glad, though, now that we moved out here, we don't have to deal with the humidity. The yeah. In- that Indiana. It's so clutch. Swamp ass. Yeah. yeah. When I was talking on the bonus episode about how I'm so like uh, incapable of just staying uh, content with where I'm living. And I have these moments of like, oh, man, maybe we would live back in Indiana at some point because family could help with the kids or whatever. But I'm like, dude, back to like mosquitoes. Ugh, yeah. I remember the last time we visited my parents in the summertime, I couldn't even walk up their driveway without getting mosquito <laughs> bites in the middle of the day. Yeah. I'm like, this is awful. Yeah, I definitely more so that like back home than here i would just default to wanting to stay inside Ooh, or i did not realize mm-hmm. out here they like don't have chiggers so you can like sit in the mm-hmm. grass and not have a blanket and it's yeah. just like kind of uncomfortable but otherwise you're not getting all bit mm-hmm. up you can't do that in indiana we bit all to shreds it's disgusting yeah my friend sarah she used to always just be covered in chigger bites in the summertime because no, she thanks. loved she loves sitting in the grass, which is luckily cute, but. I got real. I was real self conscious about not only the shade of my legs, but also the shape and you know 
weeniness of them. So I I defaulted to pants pretty early in my life. Yeah. I don't wear shorts a whole lot ever unless it's, you know, I'm clearly going to a, a water park or something. Yeah. Um, but. Um, well, yeah. So I thought today we could talk about I, um, I was watching this TikTok of this girl and she was kind of like role playing out this scenario that she went through a lot as a kid with her mom where she would do something wrong and then her mom would give her the silent treatment and it could be over something as simple as like hey you didn't did you remember to set the chicken out of the freezer so that i could make dinner and Mm -hmm. then the kid says no so sorry and then the mom gives the silent treatment and she was realizing that like as an adult now if her husband can for just forget something at the store or like something very small she can feel herself defaulting to this like space of um just giving him the silent treatment even though it's like right in reality we know that's an overreaction and it made me think about uh this other thing where i saw where it was like um your kids aren't bad at regulating their emotions you are okay because kids are kids and there shouldn't be this expectation that they can regulate their emotions better than us mm-hmm but you and I both know how quickly we can just like, f- oh yeah, over it. <laughs> yeah. It's like some days we have so much patience, and other days it's like, if a kid literally just farts at the wrong time, I can be like, get away from me. <laughs> when like ninety eight percent of the time, I think farts are hilarious. Yeah. So, um, but it has me feeling some type of way also because I can't, I don't know how I don't know how to regulate my emotions all the time. So sometimes we do pop off at the kids when it realistically isn't fair to them but it made me think of like with her example of the silent treatment it made me think about the things that my parents did whether it was like within their marriage with each other or the way they parented us or even just the way that like they moved that i can see myself doing sometimes and i know that while i'm doing it i'm actively not um enjoying the fact that i'm doing it okay um but I also, it's like I can't. Once you start, it's like that that um, that itch that you have to scratch. You know does what it, I mean? Does it have to be like you know negative things we picked up for, from our parents necessarily, no. or just just things in general? Just things in general. Like um, um like a for instance, uh, we've always joked, and my sister and I especially have always joked that my mom can have the biggest reactions to the smallest things, like. If she knocks um, a letter <laughs> off of the table, her go-to is like, a fuck. <laughs> yeah. like, hard F fuck. Even though it doesn't matter, she just bends over and picks it up and it is what it is and it's fine. But she does it all the time. She's always done it. And it was always like... We would see her do it and then we would laugh about it. Like what an overreaction. Mm -hmm. But the amount of times that like I will drop something or the kids especially will drop something and I won't give a hard fuck, but I definitely will have one of those just big like, you know, or, or I feel it in my head, even if I don't out loud. Yeah. I'm immediately so annoyed over a thing that takes me less than three seconds to remedy. But like, I don't know how to move past it because it's a behavior that was shown to me for so fucking long. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to break that. I feel like it's really hard for me to not tip. It's hard for me to pass up a dad joke when one presents itself. 
Yeah. My dad is like, he he lives for that. And I feel like I'm slipping into that. Like, I I might go get me some new New Balance shoes soon. You know, yeah. like, I'm, I've, I do it with Oliver. The same shit my dad does. And it, I don't know if it's a, well, you have to deal with it now, too. Because it's, like, just kind of funny to mm-hmm. make you have to, like... <laughs> Hi, Oliver. I'm dad. <laughs> yeah. Just do real, you know, the real dumb. Oh, yeah. Clean front page Walmart easy shit. Um, you know, I I have one for your dad okay. that I think that you do. Um, I can remember always and always and always whenever I would go into work with you, your dad always had the same fucking radio station on. Yeah. And they played the same 15 fucking songs all the time. And mm-hmm. you would always give your dad shit about like, you should listen to something new. There's like <laughs> other stations out there. But dog, you have been on repeat with Toto for years, for years. It's like the thing you put on. Yeah. Anytime that like we get in the car. I, there's a distinction. Though. Dinner, I have a distinction though. Or whatever. But it's the same. It's like you. The same concept. You rotate through the same things. Yeah. But it's just like incessant. And I, yeah. you asked me tonight. I had put on some music <laughs> that you were like, hey, this is like, what did you call it? Seattle rain music or something? Seattle sad. <laughs> yeah. Like you pulled your hood up and like. Hmm. Yeah, I did, I, I did a pose. I was like, this is, this is what you're listening to. I pulled my hood up and then I just looked like wistfully out the window like. Yeah, which for me, it was like, I'm just trying to listen to something that is like very calm and very slow. I got you covered on that. Because the kids were buck wild today. And again, we tried to take them out for lunch and like the lunch would have been fine. But at one point, Simon was standing in the booth and somehow managed to like trip over his fucking feet and fucking clocked his head on the table. (laughs) Like all the silverware made the clink. Oh, my God. And. The people Everybody in the booth behind us, yeah, because it Ooh. hit hard, yeah. and it and then it would just felt like it was just like all. At one point, we were sitting in the car, and you were laughing because all three kids were talking to no one, just on their own tracks, and the but like on repeat, saying the same things over and over and over again. And both iPads were playing, and there was music on, and we're pulling into Target, and I'm like, I'm so overstimulated. Yeah. That I just for dinner, I just wanted to put on something just like so calm, like yeah. borderline put me to sleep while I'm making this food. Uh-huh. And I thought I had hit the vibe. Yeah. I had it. It was a lo-fi chill mix, whatever. Yeah, but you were in like a minor like chord like area. You needed to be in a major chord area. And so I, I disagree because you up. switched it up and it was definitely more like, hey, but I mm. wanted to move slow. I wanted to feel... Well, you didn't say anything. You, oh, that's all you had to say. I, listen. As yes. soon as you pulled your hoodie up and made fun <laughs> of me, I knew at that point that was it. I'm going to make my distinction because I'm going to defend my fanhood here. I am a fanboy for a very specific band and a set of musicians because it's fun to have a healthy outlet. We've already discussed this. Okay, leave me alone. Number two, I also am pr- proud that I kind of have an eclectic mix of music that I do enjoy. So if you were to give me a vibe that you're going for, maybe I got you. You just got to say that. I understand that. But when you get to choose your like everyday listen, it's the same shit. Most times. Yes. Yes, it is. So. So I'm just saying that's the sa- <laughs> that is very Joe Keith energy. Know, that is I like. Know, know, very, very yeah. Smart. When I w- when I was younger and, you know, we were going to church uh, more. That was like more of the life we lived. It was um, Spirit 95. 
Yeah. The Ellisville station where it's just, you know, Christian rock. And then after the divorce, we left the church and it moved. <laughs> <laughs> then we moved to good old Bob and Tom. Oh, yeah. Which I hope you know Bob and Tom is like not just a local. Anybody listening who is from home isn't. It's not just a local thing necessarily. Like Bob and Tom were globally famous there for a hot minute. So, yeah. Howard Sterney type famous yeah okay mm-hmm. um, go back they were on the cover of rolling stone you can wow. me? you didn't know that excuse me bob and tom yeah. my bad yeah my bad <laughs> um one from my dad uh moving past this my dad uh is super duper good which is like a pro and a con at like when he is when he decides that he is done with somebody it is like truly a light switch like I went from caring to just not. And this person doesn't matter anymore. And I never need to see them or speak to them again. I don't think about good memories. I don't think about you at all. Like you are truly, truly not only not only dead to me, but also as if you never existed. Yeah. My dad's really good at it. My grandpa's good at it, but my grandpa does it with like his kids. So like <laughs> or like me. Um, that's fine. It's a dial. You got to figure out where. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa, my, my, my dad's dad, his dial is all the way off on me. He probably forgets that I am even walking this earth. That's fine. Um, but I can be like that with people where it's like, I'm, I give people a lot more chances than my dad gives. Mm -hmm. But once I get to a point of like, oh, we're done. We're finished now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very good at just like no i don't ever need to speak to you again Mm -hmm. and it's not even like i have bad feelings i'm not talking shit on you all the time i am just super done yeah very over it to the point of like indifferent because you just don't matter to me anymore and i have no desire to bring them back whereas i think that like you are um i don't want to say it's more forgiving because it's not like i don't forgive people i just don't let myself forget who they were when they were in my life. Yeah, mine so isn't I have necessarily no always the forgive part. It's the forget part. We've, I think we covered that. I don't know if that was on the show or a bonus, but it's the, um, as time goes, I don't know. Yeah, you have to remind me of details of like, oh no, this person did this and did you forget about this? And it's like, oh yeah, completely. 100% yeah. blocked out that that event, a chain of events ever even happened. And so, therefore, I get, uh, I don't know if nostalgic is the right term, but there's definitely a sense of, man, it'd be kind of nice to, like, be friends with that person again, you know? Yeah. But I never really, I mean, especially now as an adult and we have kids, like, I've never gotten past that mental thought of, yeah, because I also, I, I've, I've, I guess I'm a realist in that term. Like, if you do fuck me over and we've been through it, um... I don't necessarily have the effort, the time or effort to put into, yeah, I got other things to move on to, I guess. Yeah. You know, if it's bad enough. There's a couple of people, I guess, I'm having them in mind on that. But. Yeah. I have those same people in mind when you're talking about them. And for me, it when you are like, yeah, remind me of that, I don't want it to come off like I'm like, hey, they're like a big piece of shit, but it's just like. No, I truly, it's, I just, it's just they're truly not worth i know the the thought anymore i know and like we're all in different places in our lives now so it just doesn't matter yeah. 
that like it takes me a while to get there but once i get there i'm super done there's no missing or wishing that we could reconcile it's just done and over i know another thing i do that's i think pretty universal as like um it's not just my parents or your parents i think it's parents in general is the constant whack-a-mole with the light switches around the house when you have kids you know running around and flipping every fucking light on around here um i feel like for a long time i associated lamps and light with uh comfort and happiness Mm -hmm. and so especially when i started to live on our we, we lived on our own I would always leave lamps on. Uh, I still, I do in some areas because I don't like to walk into a dark, a completely dark room. Yeah. But I do use, you know, LED, like low watt LED bulbs and it's like whatever. But I have found myself over the past several years t- catching myself in that state of like, holy shit, like I'm total, you know, putting on my new balance, going out to mow the lawn dad right now. Yeah. Yelling at the kids about like if I have to turn off another fucking goddamn light, <laughs> it's like, like, yep, I'm earning those dad stripes right now because yeah. it's every fucking day. Yeah, it's maddening. Yeah, Oliver's super super bad right now about um, leaving all. There, there's three lamps in Oliver's room, and Ollie's room's not very big. The outside of the no. master bedroom, the bedrooms in this house are not super big. No, and Ollie, yeah, has the I would say the biggest, which it also. The shape of our house is um it's not like a strip it's almost it almost looks like pilot wings like there's a center hub and then two kind of angled yeah um like a left wing and a right wing of the house so ollie's where all the rooms aren't square they yeah. have like kind of a weird angle to them anyway that's just a fun little fact uh yeah but yeah it's no no bigger than this room Oliver's room is the size is like half the size of this room. Ollie's room is very not big, but Oliver has three lamps that they will leave on all all day, all day, yeah. all night, no matter what. Whether Ollie's in there, not in there, sleeping, not sleeping. <laughs> I mean, it is infuriating. Multiple times a day, we're it's like, an- hey, how many lamps are on? Or, or I can't speak tonight. I'm sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's awful, and it's to the point now where it's like, hey, um. I don't want to keep going in your room and shutting yeah. these lights off. So now the only thing I can think of that Oliver really cares about is the money that Oliver has saved in their little bank account. And it's like, hey, I'm going to start taking money out. Right. You tickets. can you can leave one lamp on mm-hmm. all day, every day. I don't care. But when you leave the room, turn the mm-hmm. others off. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is crazy. Because I will. I, I've had that conversation with Oliver, too, where... I I don't want to be the person who's like, hey, all the lights have to be off in the house basically all the time. Because I know there are families where it's like, yeah, if, if you're like in the room, you can have the light on. As soon as you leave, you have to turn that light off. And then whatever room you enter, then you can turn that one on. I get all that. But like I said, like in my drum room or he, even here in my office, I come in and out often enough. Yeah. That I at least like to have, it's almost like a nightlight. I want to at least have one on. It's not as glaring, you know, like shop lamp. It's, again, a little, what, 15-watt bulb or something? Or an LED? I don't care. But I don't know. I'm a light I person. Hate, I know. I do hate that you leave lamps on, though. There's a lamp. There's two lamps in your drum room that are on 
24 seven. And I'm like, could you just, could you shut them off? And you just want to argue about how they just don't use that much electricity. Right. Yes. Listen. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Great. All right. What else? What else do you do? uh, Here, let me ask. Do you see anything in me that you see also in my parents? Um, I do wonder sometimes if your like constant need to progress in your career, yeah, uh, is tied to your mom. I because you're because a bit. and I think that like your mom has kind of spoken on like feeling like she needed to prove something that like she could be something big, yeah. Uh, and that like her circumstances weren't going to hinder her from doing big things. Yeah. And I don't know if like you feel that same tie because of like the shit that happened to you as a kid, or if it is purely just like coming from a small town and not wanting to stay in a small town Mm. or what it is. But like, I mean, even now your mom is looking to progress her education, progress her career. And I'm like, literally why? Like, girl ride it out you're good you did you did the things you're fine yeah and and i feel like you kind of have this constant like even when we hit a good place it was still like yeah but like what about this little thing i could do on the side or what about i remember we had this conversation like in high school where i don't even remember what it was in relation to but your sentiment was that um you were worried that nothing was ever going to be good enough for me. Yeah, it was like and you it was not be content. Yeah, and it wasn't in relation to maybe this was early college, but somewhere around we were really young. Um, but it wasn't in relation to necessarily you and me and our relation. It was like you know, yeah, things I like to do or my career or something like that. Yeah. And I remember trying to explain to you to the effect of like, yeah, I think I could be one of those people who did achieve x y and z and i would always still have something on my brain that i wanted to continue to achieve because there's a part of it that it's the um it's the pursuit of the thing that gives me just as much if not more joy than the actual thing that hangs on the wall once i achieve it or Mm -hmm. or whatever you know it's the it's the journey not the destination (laughs) yeah um and so I feel like, yeah, that's kind of, that is my motor and my drive is to always have something going, something to look forward to and and build. And then when I'm done with it, I can move on to another thing. I think I'm always going to be that way in a sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. But on the other side of that, I think I get my dad's sense of. Um, I think you get your dad's sense of being a fucking homebody. Like that's if you what could I was choose trying to be to anything to at say, all, yeah. you would just be home all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't like networking. I don't like. I don't even know that you're so driven to like go on vacations or travel. Like yeah, if you could no, just have just, staycations and just stay home, that's yeah. what you would choose. Um, which which hinders me. I know. I know that, but it's comfortable for me to like be in my space and not be out in the world. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that is strictly something I get from my dad or if that has to do with any of the other shit um, but yeah I've always always been that way and I think that's annoyed you from mm-hmm. our, a genesis of our yeah. relationship because yeah I remember he, the very first like few months of us dating 
you were the adventurous girl who liked to, you know, get in her car late at night and go get polar pops and just drive around and see where the night took us. And Take I a drive would, over to Chicago's pizza. Yeah, to and get I was very much like, no, I need to know what the plan is, please. Yeah. Like, I because if we're not back by this time, then I'm going to feel weird. That Like, not that my parents needed me back or anything. Like, it wasn't that. It was just like, I need to know what's going on. Yeah. I don't like winging it. And I don't like just like being out away from a home base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feels like I'm in a you know zombie survival thing it's like we're just out in the woods like no if we don't have a plan or anything like we need to just be back at base and then come up with the plan same thing (laughs) this is the other thing sorry i know when we leave to like let's just go you like to just start driving and then look up directions i'm like no stop do not move the car until we figure out where we're going that that is a thing that we differ on like all the time and it happens all the time i think it's um, I'm like, just give me the minute and we'll pull up where we're going and we don't have to backtrack or yeah. I don't have to have this pressure of like, oh, oh I got to figure it out. I think that I'm so ready to like leave right as soon as we get in the car Yeah, that I just, it's like for me, I just expect that you're going to pull up the directions now. If we don't know where we're going, you're going to sit your ass in the car, you're going to shut the door and then you're going to get your phone out and you're going to pull up the directions. And I don't know if it's your like ADHD brain or what it is. That I typically, it's like, we'll get in the car and you'll like, just kind of be like hanging out or you'll be like scrolling on your phone. I think the thing that. Or like, you're worried about getting the music playing. And I'm like, can you figure out where we're going first and then set the music? Because we all know you're going to pick fucking Toto (laughs) unless I very specifically ask you not to. So let's not even pretend (laughs) that we don't know what you're picking. I'm just trying to pick the right album. Yeah. Like like Like, 80s, 70s. Oh my God. Maybe a little 90s. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So I just think that my brain is like, of course you would get in the car and immediately look it up because you're the co-pilot and I'm the person driving and you almost always are like. I think the thing that really (laughs) bothers me is like uh, variables that I can't control. And I like to go into situations knowing that I can control as many variables as I can, I guess. Yeah. And when we're just like winging it for certain things, like I remember that one, it was still fun, but I think we've talked about it before, but that one trip we took with a couple of your friends to Chicago. Do you remember that? Yeah. We got trapped because like, transportation well we took the train which we had never done like we took the train from northern india or from indianapolis i guess uh to chicago i think that it was i think we drove down because i don't know that there was a train station up in sure yeah but from indiana anywhere so we just took that train um but then it was kind of like on one of my friends to like make sure that we got back in time to get on the train to make it back and Oops. We like didn't. And then it was like, okay, well now we have to like get a fucking hotel room Mm -hmm. on the fly. And none of us had phone chargers. So then we had to like go buy a phone charger from a CVS. It was just like, I will say like being with you though, has taught me or I guess given me the opportunity in life to be in more of those situations to where that is a little more normal for me now is to, yeah, we're just going to go maybe go to the mall for a little bit. We'll go to target. Not in any high stress situations or anything like that, but yeah, just being more open to being on the fly. Because even then, that was later college, right? For me, or was I out of college by then? Um, I think that that was 
uh, the summer, you still had like a year of college left. Okay. So I was getting there. I do remember it was bothering me a little bit of like, because also there was an issue with the play that we wanted to go see. I remember like the whole weekend, yeah. that whole night time was like stressful. People, yeah. like, your One of your friends was like stressing me out. Yeah. But I do remember having this feeling of, because we had been, again, together for a decent amount of time at this point. It felt like I had done that kind of thing enough to where it wasn't stressing me out anymore. Because when we first started getting, again, when we were first together, there wasn't a plan in place. Like it would, I would have an actual reaction to it. Yeah. Well, and like sometimes you also, it was like if you, if we weren't together, uh, in high school, like if our plans did not involve both of us, it was always, it was sometimes it would be a thing of like, like, Hey, where are you? Or like, Hey, why aren't you here yet? Or like, if I was running late or if I was out fucking around with Sarah past, like when you thought that I would be home. And that, I think that was where, um, there was a little bit of like question mark coming from <clears throat> my parents and like more specifically my dad clingy of like clingy or like maybe even teetering on like a little um like controlling even though i didn't really look at it like controlling it genuinely was just like a you wanted so much more information than Mm. than i i feel like i remember the controlling uh (laughs) conversation being centered around drinking yeah, but it was kind of all of it. It was like oh, this all-encompassing okay. thing because my dad was... I still stand by like... I Because I tried to... I don't know. I feel like if I looked back and, and listened to my younger self, I'd be like, that's a healthy thing, I think, to say still. Because I think I... If I remember correctly, my stance was, yeah, no, it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, I don't. I can't remember how open I was with you about Darren at that point or any of that. But I was like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. And like, if you wanted to do that, like, we just weren't going, I guess, to be a thing. But I wanted us to be a thing. And so I wasn't like outright saying, no, you can't go drink. I was just trying to tell you it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's a delicate line to walk for, you know, anyone, let alone like a high school kid. So, yeah. But I, hopefully we got over it. Okay. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, here we are. Hello. Um, yeah, I think that like... And look who had the drinking problem. Wow. <laughs> look at you. Just, just kidding. Um, Not just kidding. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for a <laughs> uh, yeah, I think one of the things when it comes to our relationship that um, I <clears throat> took from my parents that I, I kind of wish I wouldn't have. Um, like, I wouldn't say that my parents were always um, super patient with each other. Um, and when I... It's funny, like you and I went through a, a period of time where we were we bickered a lot. It was like when Ollie was little, we hadn't had Arlo yet. It was during like the drinking stuff, but we would bicker a lot. And because we were around my parents a lot, my parents would say stuff to me about it, like, "Hey, you guys kind of fight a lot, and you shouldn't fight in front of Oliver." And I, it, it was funny when they were saying it because for me, it was like, "Do y'all know?" <laughs> like. Yeah do you remember how you modeled shit for us? And like, um, and it wasn't like turbulent all the time or anything like that. I mean, my parents obviously are still married now and have been married for a very long time. But like, I feel like most married couples, you go through a season of just kind of like bickering a lot. Um, And I think that like, 
they had their own stuff going on that they were working through. Um, but there was just a lot of uh, kind of like snapping at each other or a lot of um, like we wouldn't even understand why someone was mad. <clears throat> but it was very apparent that they were mad and that we needed to like. It was like a chill in the air. Toe the line yeah. because it wasn't going to go away. There was no like apologies and then hug hug we're not gonna like ruin the rest of the night um and i feel like there are times when i just like don't have a lot of patience with you and you can feel it and then you kind of like will snap back at me and then we just get in this place where like we both are so like oh you're the dick or or like if i I could even in my head rationalize like, well, I was the dick first, but like, how dare he be a dick back to me? Like he's supposed to make me feel better kind of thing. Um, but sometimes I, I can just feel myself lean into that. And in the moment I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't actually want to fight with him. I'm not actually even in a bad mood, but it's like, there was a lot of that um, for me at home for a season of time. And I would say it would be a season where I was younger. Um, so I don't, I didn't have those like <laughs> observation skills of like, hey, what's really going on here? For me, it was just like, oh, hey, I need to like shut up, be quiet, leave the room, try not to cause waves uh, because they got something going on. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't know how to get out of it. Um, yeah. I feel like for me, you know, as you were talking about that, like, um, you know, obviously Darren was a negative influence a lot on me growing up too. And I've caught myself several times being upset at the way, like certain, even down to my facial features of like when I'm talking to the kids, like trying to discipline Ollie or something. Like, hey, you don't do this, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, like, as soon as the words come out of my mouth, it, it it's like, shit, that was like flashes of Darren. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's because like, you know, one, I didn't get to see my dad a whole lot um, before until basically, yeah, middle school. It was... Yeah, we said this early on, but every other weekend for, um, yeah, until how old am I in middle school? Like seventh grade? Yeah, you're like 12, yeah. 13 maybe. <clears throat> so those, you know, very formative years, the disciplinarian for the most part was definitely Darren. My dad didn't spank me. My dad, like, he was a hands-off disciplinarian. And so... When I got in trouble at my dad's house, it was more, you know, just go to your room. Well, did your dad do the disciplining at his house or did Marilyn do that? It was, it was mostly Marilyn. Yeah. Yeah. And dad would just like. Co-sign Essentially, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you heard her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, Marilyn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at my mom's house, um, you know, obviously had the physical uh, discipline from Darren. I had the f very verbal <laughs> discipline. 
Um, yeah, and I'll just catch waves of that. Even still, like now, like I, I don't know how you get rid of traces of that. Yeah, you'll just see it pop through, and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that's what I struggle with sometimes, uh, especially with you know everything we've talked about with our struggling with Ollie, because my correction for a very very long time when it came to like back talk or um just not listening uh was like hey are you fucking stupid like did you not hear what i just said or um a lot of just like shut up shut your mouth like it was it was this this form of discipline that i felt like was made to make me feel embarrassed for using my voice um and just stupid you know like just hey you're not fucking smarter than me ever like on literally anything ever and for a really really long time we avoided saying anything along those lines to oliver i mean ollie would say the most off the wall shit uh did you know that monkeys used to be purple like at first they were purple and it's like oh yeah wow i did i've never heard that before instead of being like no they fucking weren't oliver like no they weren't because i didn't even like even on shit like that i didn't want ollie to feel stupid for yeah, saying something also, that was like clearly wrong yeah um, you don't want to de-incentivize you know being funny or being you know what if Oliver's a an actor someday? Yeah, and, you know we look back and it's like your parents were telling you not to do that shit. That would suck. Yeah, you know? so it's so, like I feel like we went to the total opposite end of the spectrum in that where it was like Oliver never said something to us that was that we deemed as wrong or like incorrect for like years. We just didn't. Uh, we were more of like a oh wow like where'd you hear that from or that's kind of cool or man that'd be cool if that yeah. was. If well, that for was a while, legit. you can get away with a, huh, from here. But, but now, yeah. Oliver will say shit, and I'm like, or Oliver is doing a lot of that kind of back-talking or wanting to argue with us about something, and it's like... The latest thing is, oh my God, like whenever I say something, it's like, oh my God, I'm doing... Like, say say that one more time, I yeah. dare you. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it is almost like... Oliver can can be incredibly disrespectful now. Yeah. And sometimes I question like, okay, is Ollie being disrespectful or is Oliver trying to communicate a point that I'm just not listening to because I'm frustrated or I'm overstimulated or whatever, whatever, whatever. But sometimes as a parent, you fucking are those things and you just need someone to shut up. Like, just don't talk to me anymore. I don't care if you think you're right. I'm, you're not right. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to fucking philosophize about it. Like, I want you to be quiet. <clears throat> and I'm struggling now with finding like the right balance, the balance yeah. because I feel like the last couple of months, especially I've just been leaning more into that. Like, yo, be quiet. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking to you about this anymore. I cannot handle you arguing with me about one more like insignificant yeah. thing. No, I think it's a it's a spectrum. I don't think it's uh you know, it's a this or that. I think it's finding I know, out. but that's what we did. You know, it was like I, I was I was raised in a home that was very like that's a stupid thing to say. Shut up. 
Yeah, no, I, you're that's not what smarter I'm saying. than I think me. We're learning that and, you know. Yeah, I think in the end, you know, me and my I like to use metaphors. I would much rather cast my net out farther than it needs to be, so we can pull it in to where we want it to be, rather than just throwing it out and it never going as far as we need. So we'll never catch the amount of fish we need. Whatever, fucking yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather throw it out further and rein it in. And I think that's kind of what we did is like. Well, this rain in period is rough. Yeah. Right now. (laughs) But we still have Arlo and. Realizing we caught a lot of fish, but also a lot of fucking garbage. I don't want the trash. But at least we're able to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. We're getting it. We're trying to get it right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. One thing I'm or, really or we won't and we never will, but we'll just give it our best and that's a thumbs up on life and then that's it. it <laughs> it's funny I saw um well it's not funny. I saw somebody comment in the Facebook group and they had this big long comment. Um, but at the end of it it was, you know, along the lines of uh, sometimes listening to the podcast can be hard because we recognize what we need to change but like we don't like okay now what are we supposed to do with that yeah what do we do like Mm. i i i recognize the information is applying to me but i but now what yeah and like another example of what was modeled for me uh my mom's mom is the person that like really first made me feel very negatively about myself but she also was just a negative. She's still alive. She is a negative person in general. Like there is just a lot of shit talking from her about any and everyone all the time, all the time. Um, and my, my mother is somebody that also can talk some shit. You know, she can, she can lean in there and talk some shit when maybe she just shouldn't, or it doesn't matter or whatever. And I mean, because I grew up here, like a lot of times I like, I like to hear a little gossip. I like mm-hmm. to, or like, yeah, shit talk somebody that's awful to me because I want to shit talk them too. And that's great. But then sometimes it's, I feel like all I'm doing is talking shit mm-hmm. and it becomes this thing of like, man, I'm like looking for the negative and everything so that I have something to talk shit on. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I don't want to feel like every time I call my friend, I'm like, girl, fucking listen to this shit. You know what I mean? Sometimes I want to be like, I had the best weekend and I want to tell you all the things, yeah. but I typically will lead with these like Juicy. the fucking, my fucking kid knocked about knocked himself out yeah. on the table at lunch today. I'm not going to talk about the fact that they all actually ate their food. I don't think like, it's anything necessarily to feel guilty about. It's like, that's a thing. that's like you, you problem because I mean, come on. If it bleeds, it leads. That's literally the way we consume I know, news but, and media is. But but again, talking back to my friend, Sarah, she is so good at like, I can, dude, eight times out of 10 when I call her, yeah, she is like so joyful. Like yeah. she is just like leading with some kind of light and love. And as soon as I start talking to shit, she's right fucking there. She's yeah. in it. She's with me. Uh, or every once in a while she'll call and she'll be having like a hard time and yeah. we'll lead with that. But typically we'll lead with light and close with light. Yeah. And I feel like that is not a thing that is like a default behavior for me. 
And the more I think about it, it's not a thing that was modeled to me very often uh, from like the prominent women in my life because my other grandma died really early Mm -hmm. um, in my childhood. So I didn't get to have um, everything that I know about her from other people and what I remember about her. She was just like really fun and really funny and could talk shit also and talk about the things that people were doing that were shitty but like i don't remember what her voice sounds like but i remember her laugh like i remember that she just had this like very large laugh that Mm -hmm. kind of just like took over a room and uh i didn't i want people to remember me for something like that like i want my kids to remember that i'm like joyful and i can laugh really big and i can and i feel like a lot of times they don't get that version of me they get like the negative one or the one that is like damn ollie can you shut these lights off or uh hey arlo can you not spill all over the floor or it's like i've it's really easy for me to point out like the negative things that are going on and it's harder for me to call attention to like the good things when they're happening yeah i can tell oliver all day that like man sometimes you are like such a good older sibling like you are so good with them you're so kind but it's hard for it's it's like it doesn't come to my mind in the moment when it's happening and so when we had talked to um uh a friend of mine about some of our problem our struggles with oliver um a couple years ago she was like man you know ollie's just had like all these changes and these two little brothers that came in kind of quick and uh i think that ollie is giving negative behavior because they're getting negative attention from it right away it's like if i need attention right now i know if i do something naughty i'm gonna get the attention right now whereas if i do something good i might not get the immediate like hey i really love what you just did there yeah and I can, I think to do it when Ollie's like, hey, look at this thing I made or, or, hey, I just cleaned my room up. Do you want to come see it or whatever? I'll think to do it then. But when we're just like all hanging out, it, it doesn't come to my mind as, mm. as much as the things that <clears throat> are frustrating or annoying yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't mean to get like. That's okay. To an emotional point with that, but it just, uh, that's okay. I guarantee you, everyone that knows my other grandma, the one that is still living, she will be remembered for being a shit talker. Like, she will be remembered for letting people know when she was just fucking miserable. My favorite thing about her is that she's one of those people that, um, if if she doesn't think anybody hurt her the first time, she will repeat herself. Over and over and over again until you give her the acknowledgement. Is this the birthday boy? <laughs> is this Is this the bur- Is this the birthday boy? Just like five times. Over and over. Hi. Hey, yes, it's me. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. How you doing? Yes. Hi. <laughs> it is my birthday. Yes. Yeah, dude. But like Yeah. I just yeah. I don't want to, but I have the information. I don't know how to break the habit. 
it feels really hard to be intentional when I feel like the majority of the time I am running on fucking fumes, especially when it comes to like my patience meter. Yeah. I'm really hoping that like once the littles get into a better sleep situation, which we have actively been working on for the last week, which isn't long, but you know, everybody got to start somewhere. Uh, I'm hoping that like we're once trying I a can, new radical sol- solution of we're going to get them all three down at the same time. Yeah, we're hitting like a bedtime. Hello, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm hoping that if I could just get some like regular ass sleep, um, that'd be <clears throat> great. Because whenever I was uh, wearing my watch to bed and like tracking my sleep, mm-hmm. do you remember that? I mean, that was yeah. it's like laughable. I was hitting <laughs> like. I'm not kidding you, like 25 minutes of REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was waking up like 18 times a night. Yeah. I mean, it's just absurd. Yeah. But every time someone moves, I wake up. And we have so many bodies that sleep in the same space as us. <laughs> it's well. like impossible. But um, yeah, I don't know how to fix it. I feel like. I could read books, but it's fuck. I communicated that on this podcast over and over again. It's real hard for me to sit down and read a book. Like, yeah. well, I'm hopeful that the the new bedtime because yeah, it seems promising that we're all we're trying them all three together. Because before it was like, <clears throat> you know, Oliver being older, having school, it was more imperative to get to bed, you know, earlier at the same time. And the littles, once we got Oliver down, then we could focus on getting the littles down. Yeah, you know. Um, cause yeah, for the longest time, it's like, we tried it was just like, there's no way. Good luck. Why? Why yeah. are you even trying? Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, um, and so, yeah, we've whittled that back. And- I just think my biggest like fear as a parent is like figuring it out and getting to a place where we're all more joyful and it being like. Ollie just didn't get to experience that you know like it takes years still from this place or like I'm just not good as a mom with multiple littles because it's so overwhelming and demanding and I'm a stay at home mom which I don't find a lot of joy in we've talked about that like or I was I was just so fucking sad last year like and I don't want to be that anymore but it's like my my concern is that I figure I finally get it figured out. And then Ollie is like a high schooler. And then it's like yeah. I get to be a better a, a better parent by like drastic measures yeah. to the other two than I was to Oliver. And there's like what I can't what 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 can you do at yeah. that point yeah. other than just say you're fucking sorry over and over again. But like I can't fix that. But sometimes I'm so, over, <clears throat> I'm so overwhelmed yeah. with it that I don't even know where to start. The thing that I've been trying to do more of is, you know, when we have these moments where, with Oliver where, you know, there's these big, big events, you know, Oliver's in bed crying and we have to close the door and it's like, all right, that's, you know, good night. That's what you chose. You chose all this. And, and then there's yelling and yada yada. I've been trying to do more, especially over the past couple of years, of 
letting the it cool a little bit and then going back in with as calm as I can. Like the other night, for instance, I got on, um, I forget what it was about. It's like every night now at this point, but, um, I got on the floor with Oliver. The new, the new thing right now is we used to let Oliver stay up until nine 30 on, uh, Wednesday nights because they do late start on Thursday right. so they don't start yeah. school until 10 on Thursday so you can have your weekend bedtime of 930 mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights and then Friday and Saturday nights mm-hmm. but then Oliver started really abusing that mm-hmm. and basically like would start getting ready for bed we'd tell Ollie a half hour before <clears throat> yeah hey brush your teeth brush your hair get yourself ready for bed get your drink we're done snacking, all that. But then Oliver would like lollygag around mm-hmm. and then wouldn't actually start getting ready for bed until like 10, 15. And then wouldn't be laying down until 10, 30, 10, 40. Then at 10, 45, they would decide they need water. And meanwhile, we're trying to also get the littles down. Yeah. And yeah, so it's yeah. like, I can't. I shouldn't have to babysit you all the way to bed anymore. You're too, like, you're almost 10 years old. You can go to bed when we tell you to go to bed. So then we took away the extra hour during the week. And Oliver has been arguing and arguing and arguing with us about when their bedtime is. And it is becoming this thing of like, I'm not talking to you about this anymore. I don't care what I said last year about bedtimes. You have lost that privilege now. Because you kept fucking around and now you're finding out. Yeah. You don't get to have that anymore. Keep it up and your weekly bedtime will also be earlier. And I don't care that you think that your bedtime is uh, is nine when it isn't yeah. anymore. I don't care. I don't care that you think me telling you at 830 you need to get ready for bed is too early because we all know that it's going to take you that long mm-hmm. to do the things you need to do to get ready everything's just a conversation it's or just an argument everything or, is an argument and yeah. all he wants to like really explain to us why we're we're wrong or we're we're not following the rules that we set and it's like those rules don't apply to you anymore yeah how many times we've we've had this conversation five times this week you have new rules yeah there are new rules yeah there is no more this or that like there are new rules forget what you knew and it's just like it doesn't sometimes it doesn't compute yeah but so that's what that's what you were arguing that's that's what the oh, most okay. recent argument was about and so yeah there was a, a blow up and then you know i let i don't know half hour go by and then this is the thing that you have i think more of an issue with where it's like you have to physically t- or you have to tell me don't go in there and do your thing well because no because and that is a new thing that i'm doing also because again it's like i know okay if ollie's trying to get negative attention from us if they are i understand i'm just then we're now now you don't get any attention that's once once you push it to the point of like being disrespectful ollie had said oh my god to you one after you've been like don't fucking say that to me yeah ollie said it again and i said hey logan that's it no more talk like no more attention ollie's gonna go to bed And I don't care if they're crying or not. Like, we are not doing it. I know. They cannot have any more attention because they're being disrespectful when you told them not to say that anymore. That's like a very clear, like, 
consequence. I just think in the mix of all the all of it, because yeah, you know, I text you at work that I am. I think we mentioned this a few episodes ago. Um, I tell you all the time. I, I start to when I'm away from Oliver, I get real guilty about our most recent whatever it was, and I start to panic that like, you know, we're we're staring down the barrel of double digits here. And is Oliver going to remember me chronically as the dad who had this face all the time or said these things all the time, you know, and it's a real worry for me. I don't want like Oliver to be 18 and think like, yeah, dad, you were just on my case all the time. I don't want to be that dad. So, but also what do we that, do? And it's like, you made us be on I, your case. Like I you understand. just aren't listening to I, us. I understand. I understand. It's a challenge. What do we do? But in the, <laughs> mi- in the, mi- what I'm trying to say is in the mix of all that, I do try at least often enough so that it sticks as a memory. I try to physically get on Oliver's level and have serious talks with them. Yeah. So like the other night after all that, after Raleigh calmed down, I, you know, we were doing our thing. I went in there for 10 minutes. Ollie was still sniffling, but like, fine. Um, Ollie likes to sleep on the floor and not in their bed. And so I, I laid down on my stomach like a kid, just face to face with Oliver. And we talked for, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. And it was just a real serious conversation about like, you know, hey, you know, we have these conversations all the time and this is what trying to explain shit. And I know it goes in one ear and out the other, but I think the long lasting effect is hopefully anyway, is yeah, when Oliver is 18 or 24 or 40, they can look back and say, at least I remember my dad getting on the floor with me and trying to talk with me. Mm-hmm. I do remember that too. Yeah. You yelled at me, but I do remember you trying to. Yeah. It, hopefully, at least that stick. If, it, if the information in the moment doesn't stick, hopefully the memory of it, at least me trying to do that does. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. As a. Uh, yeah. It's. We can, we can as a. It. Yeah. Well, as a, a finisher on that, uh, Oliver sleeps on the floor um, like a pillow and a blanket. Which, on the floor. Sorry, real quick. Part of that conversation I remember was, hey, we're going to have to stop sleeping on the floor because this is part of why you're tired and why you're grumpy is you're not getting your proper sleep. Yeah. You know? So Oliver, when we lived in the house before this one, um, Oliver's room was very small. Like, Ollie's room here is small. The room in the Gilbert house was smaller. It was super... Like, when we had the the bed in there before it was like there was literally just room for a bed and then like uh those very small cheap little dressers that i got from uh amazon yeah um and so oliver was like hey i really want a loft bed and i was like ollie (laughs) i know if i buy this loft bed for you you're gonna be afraid to sleep up there because there's gonna be all that open space under it and oliver is just a little like afraid Okay. And I knew that. And all I was like, mom, I'm not, I promise. I'm like, I'm eight years old. I can handle it. I'm fine. And I was like, Oliver, please do not let me buy this bed. And then you don't sleep in it. Please don't. 
please, I'm begging you because I do actually think a loft bed would be good because it would give you more floor space. Mm -hmm. Please don't let me do this. Mom, I swear I will. It's going to be awesome. I love it. I bought this bed and again, I got off Amazon, but it still was like seven or 800 bucks Uh for this fucking loft bed. All he slept in it less than three times was afraid of something being under it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't like being that high up. Uh, and now refuses to sleep in it. And then we, you know, obviously moved it over to this house and it's like, I know there's like the part of me that's like, I should just put a fucking bed back in Ollie's room because Ollie does need to sleep in a bed. And if you're afraid, then you're afraid. What am I supposed to fucking do? I can't make you just be unafraid. Can't make you not feel that. But there also is that part of it where it's like, I fucking, I over and over and over again, and I spent 800 bucks on this. And because Oliver, it has like a desk under it. And Ollie at some point along the way decided that they were going to use paint markers yeah. to draw pictures all over it without asking. We got to find that later. Um, I can't even sell it. You know, like there's no cleaning. That's I've tried to clean that Stay. stuff off. There's no selling it. So then it's just like, okay, cool. So then I load this fucking $800 frame up and take it to the dump so I can spend more money on a different bed for this room and it's like that doesn't feel fair either like what lesson was taught because like I know for a damn fact if my parents had bought me a bed that I begged for and they tried to talk me out of it well first they just wouldn't have done it but if they had and I didn't like the bed my ass would have been in that fucking bed anyway. Like they would have made me get up there. I don't know about y'all, but when my brother and I had our bunk beds, that was like our, that was the dream. I loved bunk beds. But did you guys sleep in the same room? Yeah. So then one of you was down there and one of you was up there. There was no question. Like for Oliver, it's the fact that it's empty space under there. So it's like, and I can understand that because Uh, even as a high schooler, I watched too many scary movies. <laughs> I wanted my mattresses were on the floor by choice. Yeah. I did not want a bed frame. I didn't want it to be even lifted off the floor at all. I want a mattress to ground. Okay. I don't want anything under there. So I can my understand it. It's still would of, do that though, by the way, because I would have the top and he would reach up and like Yeah, what a shit. What a shit. Yeah. So I just would have wanted no part of it, which yeah. is why I was trying to tell Oliver, like, hey, there's no shame. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't like this either. Please don't let me buy this. I know you're not gonna like it. All he really wanted it hmm. was it was it my mistake hmm. to let them have the thing that they really were asking for? Yeah, because I don't want to believe that either because I want to give my kids the things that they are asking me for. Mm-hmm. And what if I would have gotten it and Ollie would have loved it and would have loved to have the desk space under and yeah, but like, I'd be curious to know what other people think about raising multiple kids, um, sharing the the idea of sharing rooms versus uh, independence. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, right now would be a good time to hypothetically, yeah, we would get rid of that or we say we move that to the kids room. I don't know when you would want, you know, trust Simon around something like that, but whatever we'll get a, a bedroom for or a bed for Oliver's room. And then that would make getting all three of them asleep for the next, say a couple years, at least the same time. 
All right. They just all sleep in Ollie's room. Yeah. And but they still have, say, uh, their room, the two littles room for all their toys and like the playroom and for like daytime napping and stuff like that. But like for the nighttime, go to sleep. Yeah, we could just try that. But then I'd be curious about any other parents about, okay, but then what happens when Oliver's 13, you know, 15? Yeah. And hey, I don't want my little brothers in my room anymore. You know what I mean? So that I, there's always going to be things, I think, to consider, but. Yeah. I, we definitely need to switch up the, the bed, bed game. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. But which speaking of on that note, <laughs> I know those little turds are not asleep right now. So uh, I the feet just like it is. In, it ceiling. is, in fact, a school night <laughs> and uh, time for Oliver to go to bed. It, it so time, bed, yeah. time to wrap it up. But um, but yeah, if you got any fucking if any of you guys just have like bedtime sleeping situations that you love or it's really working for you, please write in and let us know about it because we need some help over here. Um, If you have not joined the Facebook group, um, I would highly recommend doing that now that we've got the admin stuff figured out with the... I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't have problems with posts anymore. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. Um, We are going to be doing some more, which we'll talk about maybe on the next episode. We're going to be looking into some new ideas on ways to get y'all more involved in the show. Um, Kind of like how we like the direction that we take the show for certain episodes or more um, like literal voices on the show and what that could look like. So we'll talk more about that, but we are going to be leaning heavy in the group on those opinions. So if you're not in the group, um, it's just broken youth club on Facebook. Um, It is a private group, but we'll let you in and uh, it's a good time in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a story you would like to submit, um, you can send that over to mylife at brokenyouthclub.com. You can call into the hotline if you would like to do that. Uh, We'll have the number posted. Mm -hmm. And... Anything about the Patreon? You want to... Oh, yes. We talked a little bit in the bonus episode about the Patreon. Um, Yeah, we're going to make some changes moving forward to that. Those changes should happen in the next couple of weeks yeah we'll just be safe and say a um, couple of weeks be on the lookout but essentially we're going to kind of just consolidate everything into one five dollar tier you'll get the bonus episode you'll get the um, extra content which again we're going to be um, better about really scheduling that and making sure that we're being like really consistent and yeah. showing up for you guys in there um, with this being something that we have to kind of like find time to do within logan's work schedule um, it's just been like the last part of the year was really busy for you. And so it just got really yeah. kind of like hectic. Um, but we're getting ready to uh, go on a trip to Indiana in a couple of weeks. And we're mm-hmm. hoping to really take that week and a half to like really get everything lined out with Broken Youth Club. Um, but also we're going to be in Indiana. So if anybody wants to meet up, hang out, let us know. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to be there. Should we say when we're going to be there? Uh, tentatively we're definitely going to be there uh we're flying on the 18th i haven't bought our flights back yet silly me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um because we (laughs) we had tossed around the idea of if we would 
come straight back from Indiana or if we would do um, like 48 hours in Minneapolis um, so that we could go to the Mall of America again because Oliver loved that. So it was kind of like a final birthday thing. Yeah. Um, So that's why I hadn't bought the flights back yet. But tentatively, we will be in Indiana from January 18th to the 26th. Um, And we did actually toy around with this idea, uh, which we were going to talk about before we go, of... um, potentially meeting up with people that would like want to share a story with us, whether it is um, like a trauma thing or just like a fun thing from your childhood or maybe a cool tradition your family did or just like quick little interviews with us. Um, And then we talked about how we would kind of incorporate that into either bonus content within Patreon or even just like modeling some new shows uh within like the regular episodes um so yeah we'll talk more about that for next week's episode um and then if anybody wants to meet up uh we will be uh we live in our our pam our wow our families live in spencer indiana so uh if you are in the spencer bloomington indianapolis uh Terre Haute areas Terre Haute. well your sister lives in Terre Haute, so i figure at some point we probably would like make our way over to Terre Haute. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought we, you should admit we were going to be hanging out just like a, like no, just visiting, just no, like, I'm just saying hang if, out with us in Terre Haute. If, if anybody listening lives <laughs> yeah, in those okay, areas and would want to like, maybe even meet us halfway somewhere. Yeah. We could just get whatever. Okay, we could gotcha. get dinner. Uh, if anybody loves Gray's in, um, what's that called? Mooresville. Is that yeah. where? Listen, Do I will, a Gray's day. I will always meet up at Gray's. Yeah. have a little. Yeah. Late. And if we do do that, we did talk about, just because it's so close and I don't be honest, I don't want to mess with it. I don't, th- we're not going to take any microphones or no, we would just record any, on our iPhones. I would. Yeah. Which honestly, if you do it right and you know what you're doing, you can get decent audio out of an iPhone these days. So, well, you know what you're doing. I think I know so. what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll kind of yeah. share out all of that, but when it comes to the Patreon, um, yeah, that essentially the way Patreon will make us do it, we have to make a new tier. And then if you want to be part of it, you join that, We'll leave all of the other tiers alone for another month or two to kind of give people time to move over Mm -hmm. um, to that one. But um, especially the people that are in those kind of higher, more expensive tiers, please, as soon as the new tier is available, go over to that one. Pop down, yeah. Doesn't feel good to know that you could be paying more for something that you don't need to be paying more for. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's it. Yep. Good. Let's get out of here. Okay, cool. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.